When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You tune in, this is DubLab.com. I've been listening to the sounds of a guy called Gerald for the past almost hour. And very pleased to have Gerald in the studio this afternoon, this hey. early evening. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm fine. So we have uh, readjustments of the mixing board going on. One, two, testing, one, two. Wake everybody up. <laughs> Woo! So definitely a uh, cool, cool vibe. Definitely enjoyed uh, the this type of stuff you were playing this afternoon. Yeah, Very well, cool. yeah it's really laid back because I'm, I'm not used to this kind of weather. So yeah. I'm going to go slow. No really fast beats. Everything really laid back. Yeah. Those are strings. Some nice kind of a Brazilian style kind of stuff, you know. A bit yeah. spicy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I like, like that stuff a lot. So you're based uh, now in New York. Mm, yeah. Where are you originally from? I'm from Manchester in England. Okay, cool. So the northern northern side. All right. So the weather overall here is totally different than I... Uh, it's different from New York, and it's definitely different from Manchester. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot less rain, oh, a yeah. lot sunnier. Mm. Nice. And how long have you uh, been over in New York? Um, roughly around two years now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's home. Yeah. It's like... Somewhere my studio is and like everything else, so it's kind of and it's, it's a nice base to have, you know. Mm. Like in uh, like especially if you travel around a lot, it's a good kind of a connection point. Yeah. Nice, nice. So you've been you've been producing for a long time. I mean, years before most. There's a lot of people coming on the scene, and you're one of the uh, the kind of forefathers of of you know electronic music and. Um, you know, all different styles. Uh, when did you actually get into uh, producing tunes? Um, I think probably around about 86, 87 mm-hmm. when I first started. But, um, I did my first record when I, I think it was about 1988 when I did like, my very first tune. Wow. That's, that was the whole uh, acid house scene going on at that mm, point. That's right, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That I uh, kind of transitioned after a while into the drum and bass thing, and you were one of the first names in drum and bass as well. How did, how did that style, you know, just hit you? Where where did you start? You know, it was a, it was a graduation really. Um, it kind of, I mean, I suppose like over here there was a big gap in like you got like first you got a bit of acid house and then you got jungle kind of thing. Mm. Whereas in between that there was a graduation of like hardcore where it was like a lot of breaks and kind of like beats with the with the drums I mean with the kind of house house style thing yeah like there early like, break beat yeah too bad mice and stuff like yeah that. so that kind of stuff started happening and then that developed you know like with MCs chatting over the top and then that de- developed into kind of like a, 
more of a ragged feel and mm. then it got into being jungle and then from there it, it became like drum and bass but it yeah. was uh, it was a really kind of slow graduation I think you know it wasn't like one and then the other it's like nowadays I think it's more kind of people actually say like oh well let's invent a genre uh-huh. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know then it was just the the kind of logical steps and yeah. development, you know, mm. organic. So very nice. So you've worked. Uh, you you worked. Uh, were part of 808 State back in the day as well. Yeah, doing yeah, that was stuff for a little while. Yeah. That was that was interesting. I mean, it was. I mean, for me, it was an education in uh, like you know, working in studios and stuff like that, um, and also, you know, it was. It was kind of a kind of a grounding in a way, mm. kind of. But I don't know. I'm not not too good at working with groups. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of an individual. Yeah. So now, uh, I guess the flip side to that, um, as the individual producer, now the new record, you're working with a lot of different artists, a lot of guests on this record. Do you yeah. find that's easier to kind of be be the man in control and then bring in other people to contribute? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that way it's, it's, a, it's a lot easier to kind of um, like push an idea across. Like yeah. if you, you're actually working with people as, as a group. Um, Communication sometimes isn't too kind of you know hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I see it happen with loads of groups. You know, they always like split up or whatever. And I wanted to um, do what I'm doing. I wanted to keep it constant, even if it's like over a long period of time. I wanted to keep it something where I was constantly putting things out, like um, in succession to each other. Um, over a period of time, yeah, you know, and um, I kind of started doing that around about the time I did 28 and Bad Boy, and that was after I left uh, Sony. And then five years after that, I did um, Black Secret Technology. So I guess uh, part of that too, wanting to to you know develop and do that stuff was Juicebox yeah. and getting that together. When did Juicebox actually get off the ground? When you um, we started around about 90... I think it was 92 yeah. when I first started doing that. And um, It was interesting because that came out of a sound system thing that I had. It actually had this little sound system that I used to like just take around my side and like play at different places and we decided to call it juice box because we had these big fat speaker boxes and loads of bass and all that because it was all about that and then um, we kind of moved from that into a kind of production of vinyl and stuff like that yeah nice but definitely uh, the Black Secret Technologies is one of our favorites we're actually playing a bunch of it earlier this afternoon and it's amazing um, that that came out was that uh, 95 or 96 when that came out I think it might have been 95 95 I think it was 95 yeah because yeah. it's just I mean the yeah. the sounds on that you know are so fresh it's just you stick it on and it's I mean, for you as a producer, I know it's always tough to, to kind of look back on work, mm. but, you know, on the listening side of it, music like that, 
you know there's there's yeah. certain music that just remains timeless you know and these yeah. different things happen these different trends happen but you know we listen to a lot of your old tunes and it's just still you know just got that energy within it so you know it's amazing this new album is five years in the making or so mm. so how did was it tough to really to to build on that and you know how what was the process like working on that record and trying to keep fresh and saying okay this is something I, i'm still feeling you know mm. even though i recorded it a year ago or you know th- you know putting the pieces together was it tough to to keep that all it energetic? was it was um more or less i was i was focusing in on the, the vocals and the production i wasn't really looking at um trying to fit into any kind of style i kind yeah. of i think it was probably 95 i left all that behind i was like i just didn't want to i mean like the, the next thing i'd i think i'd want to work on is something like a genre machine where you mix like a bit of like acid with a bit of like rock maybe uh-huh. acid rock and you know, just like some machine, because there's just too many, too many kind of things that you could jump in and out. And I'm like, well, when I started, it was all house music, yeah. you know, and like it was all about a groove. And like, I'm one one of the things that surprises me about the uh, new LP is like I've read some of the reviews and like people saying like how solely it is. I'm like, whoa. I think what's happened is like there's a lot of soul being disappearing out of dance music. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. dance music at one point was soul. You know, it was like I know it's old, old people, but people like James Brown and all that. And it was it was like real soul in it. Yeah, yeah. For that to just for people to think that like my stuff's really solely because it's dance music, I'm like, oh, hang on, something's definitely missing uh-huh. from either from like I'm putting too much soul into it or there's like some like definitely kind of that's needed you know yeah. and, and that was the main thing about the LP why it was called Essence because it was basically um, a spiritual move forward for me mm. from the last LP the, the last LP was more basically the, I think it's the alter ego of this LP it's like the the evil side the evil baron compared to this LP uh-huh. which is more about like love and like purity yeah. and balancing everything out yeah you know um, I think uh, I don't know I think next the next one will probably be more focused on uh, like dance stuff you know like more like progressive progressive style but like this one I really did have to do it to balance out like a lot of stuff that was kind of like niggling at me you know there's yeah. like a lot of, and I think the vocal part of it took took the time that's what took, took the most time to kind of like kind of figure out if I should actually go with like a, a vocal thing or just like run with everybody else and go with these different kind of like instrumental experimental things yeah. which I mean it's cool but to me and all it's still a bit late 80s like experimental instrumental you know yeah would you say that this new album is more personal? Like this is something that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's very, very, very personal. Yeah. yeah. How did you uh, hook up with? You've got a lot of vocalists who work on here. Um, how did you hook up with these different people, or how did you decide who you wanted to to really work with? Um. Well, I didn't kind of decide. It was like one of them things where you you bump into people in life. You know what I mean? It's like. 
it's not, I don't think it's all worked out, but I think it's one of them things where basically, like, if I was to explain the story, it goes on forever, but like, yeah. I'll cut it, cut it short. It's like, I know Kia for a long, very long time, and um, I'd, moved, I'd just moved down to London. She was actually visiting London. I'd literally just plugged in like the studio that I'd set up there, and she knocked on the door and came in, started singing, did like about eight tracks together, like which one of them's on the LP. Um, Lou, I've known since like I was in Manchester, because uh, she lives in Manchester and all, she's from Manchester. And um, like, at first I didn't know she was a vocalist, and I know um, Lou as um, a photographer, a freelance photographer, more before I knew her as a vocalist. And um, we kind of got chatting about music one day because she was around doing like, some photographs for someone who was interviewing me. And um, we kind of like agreed then that we'd, we'd do something. And then like before then, I'd moved down to London. And um, then the next time I seen her, she'd been she was signed to a record label which was around the corner from my studio. And I'm just like, yeah, let's do a tune. <laughs> so photographer become become musician singer yeah. uh, awesome so you also mentioned uh, that you have a, a live band as well mm. where's where's that going what kind of direction are you taking that and basically the the LP was it's the the most kind of organic work that I, I think I've, I've worked on and um, as in like um, not focusing in on like real electronic kind of sounds and everything. And um, I did that on purpose because I want to take it on the road live. So then like the next move I made was to get like, uh, like a group together. And, um, I've got like a bass player and a drummer and like singers who actually sing like the songs that are on the LP. <laughs> I, <see. laughs> I mean, so um, it, it was it was basically a conscious decision because I want to I want everything to kind of be set in a way so I can take it out. You know I mean, I need it to be, I don't know, more flowing than like with Black Secret Technology. It was really frustrating because I couldn't, I couldn't actually like have a um, or put over a live perception of it. Yeah. So I, can ne I yeah. never got, had a chance to take it on the road, which is a shame really because there's some beautiful tracks on there and all. But, um, with this one, it's um, it's a lot lot easier to. Uh, take on the run yeah make sure to nice well we'll look out for that and make sure that if it if it comes to our neighborhoods you know to check that out it'll be awesome yeah i think in november we're going to be doing a u.s tour we're doing a european tour in october and then uh november we're gonna make it around yeah. yeah nice nice very cool also just curious about um you know what what type of music kind of spurred you know, spurred your interest in, in producing or what, what were you listening to that kind of made you realize I want to make music myself? Um, jazz. I think, yeah. I think it was jazz at first and um, the, the first time I actually attempted to make music was when I heard uh, like uh, like Acid House stuff coming out of like uh, Chicago. Yeah. Because I had like the same equipment like that so it's like, well, well, I can do this. But I think that's when I actually decided to, to make records. But before then, my interest started, I think, um, with like jazz. Well, 
progressive jazz, not just like the normal kind of piano kind of stuff. It was like real kind of uh, experimental stuff yeah. I was into when I was a kid. Nice. Do you have any favorites? Any? Um, Chick Corea, Herbie Hancock, people like that. Alden Miola, Stanley Clark, Lenny White. You know, them, them kind of people. Yeah, like, yeah. I grew up like listening to them. Nice. <laughs> so maybe for the live band, give them a ring, you know? I've got, I've got my little band together and like you know I've, I think they're probably too well too busy to, yeah to do do stuff and but like, you know we're, we're kind of progressing get, get, the, get the special dates get like the uh, exclusive date with Herbie Herbie on the keys or something like that one day maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be nice yeah. cool well, we definitely I uh, appreciate you swinging through playing some tunes definitely appreciate it and you know enjoyed the music um, thanks. So everybody should, you know, be on the lookout, pick up Essence full length album. Uh, long awaited. It's been a while to get the the brand new music from Gerald and I'm sure it's uh, it's totally worth the wait because we're listening to uh, bits and pieces and we've been playing a bunch of it uh, the past, you know, couple weeks and stuff. So definitely enjoy the new music and you know, appreciate you coming down. No problem. So I hope everybody keeps an eye out for the album and for Gerald rolling through your neighborhood so you can uh, catch a bit of it live this is dublab.com and i've uh, been talking to a guy called gerald I've been listening to his tunes right now i've been listening to some remixes of humanity we're gonna take it back a few steps we've got uh, some tunes from black secret technologies lined up in the cd player dublab.com stay tuned guy called gerald